there, fine people. How is it going? Starting off the podcast by taking a slug of coffee. Bad start. Have you ever had a good start in this podcast? Um, this is episode 138. 16th of October, 2019. Random with me, Marquez. And no, I don't think we've ever had a good start to the podcast. We've had some singing. People like the singing. Then they said, can you stop singing? You're singing for 10 minutes straight. Remember those days? 10 minutes of singing. Jesus, that was impressive singing. I'm a great singer. That's the thing, folks. I'm a great singer. So it'd be shameful, really, if I didn't sing for the world. Um, sing sing low and sing high. That's what my grandpapa, grandpapa Pierre, used to tell me. Sing low, sing high. He'd say, grandpapa, Pierre Papa. If you don't know, I grew up in a little rural village in France called uh, Jeanne Papa um, with my grandpapa and Jean-Pierre Papa. Uh, he taught me from a young age not to be a papier, uh, which is French for a papier. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it's basically like a papa peasant. Uh, so I presume there's a couple of peasants listening now. They're going to get offended. They're going to be like, why are you calling us the peasants? We're tuning in to some wholesome wholesome radio action. Uh, we just want to listen to Golden Oldies. And I'll say, hey, Papa. Papa. Jean-Papa. You came to the wrong place. This is not a whole. This is rambling gibberish. Didn't realize it's rambling gibberish. At least we're not singing, but I suppose, you know, now we're going down the rambling. Now we're going down mocking the peasants. Any peasants listening, sitting around in your potato sacks? Well, I'm in the potato sack, too. It keeps me warm. I like it after a shower. I put on the potato sack. Reminds me of Ireland. It'll be like, oh, I miss I miss dressing up for mass. That's what we used to wear to mass in Ireland. A nice potato sack and then a, a plastic bag over her heads. A shopping bag. All oh, those were the days. You'd everyone be looking smart. And then you'd wear slippers. You'd you'd walk across a couple of fields. Muddy fields, because it was always raining. It was always raining, so you know you're you're that's why you'd wear the <coughs> plastic shopping bag over your head for protection. That's what you want now in this day and age. Life is tough and you need protection. What better to protect you than a plastic bag that you just bought shopping with? Fair enough, sometimes you might pick the wrong bag. It was always dubious what bag you're going to pick. And I had a certain knack of picking the bag that we used to buy fresh fish. I used to come home with the fresh fish, usually cod, some mackerel, a bit of salmon if we were feeling very, very fancy. If we were feeling like, let's show these peasants outside looking in the window. Let's show them we're living the high life. We'd have a bit of salmon, some cod, some mackerel. Some sea bass, people mispronounce it as sea bass all the time. And that's how you know they're a pauper. If they call it, oh, I'd love some sea bass, and they get shifty, and they look left and right, and they start sweating. There, my friends, you have a peasant in the molehill. And what do we do with the peasants in the molehill? That's right, you don't feed them fish. That's how you get rid of a peasant. You don't feed them fish. You throw the fish like you would a dog, but you hide it in your own mouth. It's a, it's, it's a very peculiar but interesting technique and a lot of you wouldn't be able to do it it's all about the wrists and as you know now your listeners 138 episodes in i have very dainty wrists manly wrists don't get me wrong any women out there being like oh no he was my dream man till i heard he dainty wrists well 
by Christ, don't get that misconstrued. Very manly, very manly wrists. If you could only see my wrists, you'd say, now that's a real man. But he's also dainty. He's dainty. He's in touch with his feelings. Not that he'll ever talk about his feelings. In fact, if you ask him any time, how's it going? You'll say, grand, even if things aren't grand. But he's a real man with the wrists. That's all I'm saying. Dainty but manly wrists. And oh, I used to flick the fish and the peasants would turn and they'd run. And I'd usually do it on a hill and they'd run down the hill. They'd fall. Would I laugh? Yes. Yes, I would. Some people call that cruel. But I like to call it just laughter. That's all it was to me, just simple laughter. Cruel laughter is still laughter. And that's, at the end of the day, and all people, that's all you want to do. You just want to be laughing your way through life. Be a cruel or kind. You'll take a laugh. You'll take a laugh. Any, any port in a storm. Any port in a storm. Like if it's 4 a.m. and a, a, a rather, rather ugly looking lady came up to you outside the fish and chip shop. And she said, hey there, little fella. And you'd say, hey there, big woman. And she'd say, I am a big woman. You could rest your, your balls on my on my three chins. And you'd say, well, any port in a storm, any port in a storm. And then you'd go and you'd rest your balls on her three chins. You'd put one ball in each chin. And she'd say, you have three balls. And you'd be like, come on out, Gertrude. Settle down. We're not in this now for talking. This is a purely sexual matter. Anyway, that's how I feel about a cruel laughter. Sometimes you just got to laugh it all off. You and your three balls have to jiggle around. Jiggle around like there's no tomorrow. And oh boy, do you love when your balls really jiggle. Any men and women will relate to that. But oh, there's nothing better than when the testicles jiggle as you laugh. Then you know you're in for a real hearty laugh. Um, helps to be naked for that to happen. But you can't always be laughing naked. It's not, it's not really smiled upon in fact. A lot of people say it's frowned upon to be naked and laugh. And naked in public laughing is a dubious affair. But you know, we're not peasants here, so we won't let the people tell us what to do. If you want to go out and do that, you go out and do that now. You go out and do what you want to do. If you can manage to say do a lot of times in the sentence, then you're good to go. Just keep saying do. What are you going to do? Do. What are you going to do, though? What are you doing with your life? Do. You're just going to keep doing that? Do. So that's all you're going to do? You're not going to do? You want to do? So how do I do? Do. That's where do comes from. A lot of people ask me where does do come from. Well, there, there's the do part. It makes no sense unless you're drunk. And then it all becomes a mathematical equation. The pieces locked together like a beautiful engine all working as one. The oil is the lube, is the alcohol, is your brain, is the saliva, is the mouth working, the brain is talking, and the body is working. Pity I didn't say a different word there instead of working, but... You know, when you're rambling, you can't always pick and choose what comes out of your mouth. Anyway, nice bit of fish. I used to pick a fishy, fishy, fishy plastic bag and I put it over my head. And I'd say, God damn it. I wanted to say, Jesus Christ. But you weren't allowed to curse because there's usually a priest in the bush having a little wank. And he might say something like, you're going to go to hell. And you'd be like, Father, I'm going to hell for cursing. You're masturbating to a rock. You're masturbating on a rock. Come on, Father. There's better places to masturbate than this. Go back into the confession box. You know you won't be disturbed in there. For the first 17 years of my life, I thought a confession box was a place to go and masturbate. 
Was I wrong? No. Was I right? Also, no. That's one of the great questions in life. If you can be both wrong and right at the same time, you know you're doing something wrong, but you could be right at the same time. You never know. You just keep going. You'd be like, you evade the police, and you never know now if you're really... It's really a social question, really, and that's what we want to do here on this podcast. We want to see... We want to socially evolve the world. Where is the line, and how do we cross it? And if we cross it, was the light green? Are we breaking the law? Can we cross it? Or are people sniffing the line? Is the line cocaine? You never know in this day and age. What are you putting up your nostrils? Is it cocaine? Could be crack. Could be, could be crack cocaine. Could be crap cocaine. Oh, sniff right as I said cocaine. Now people wonder, oh, is he doing cocaine or is it allergies? Is he just always sick? Is the weather in LA awfully weird at the moment? Is it both hot and cold? I am both too warm to put on a jacket and too cold without a jacket. And I find the only way to fully be comfortable is to put a jumper over my shoulders. And then people will think I'm an awful prick. And I don't mind that, but the weather is odd. Maybe it's AIDS in the air. It feels like AIDS. Could be a hangover. You never know with this weather. But it reminds me of walking through the field on the way to Mass with a plastic bag in my head and a potato sack on my body, slippers on my feet as we walk through three miles of muck to get to Mass. And you know, that is what you call dedication. And I suppose I implemented that dedication into this podcast. And now here we are at 138 episodes in. A lot of people said we couldn't do it. They said in the New York Times, he won't be able to do it. He'll never break 137. Well, here we are. And we started off this episode, not with singing, but with 10 minutes of pure and utter bullshit. (coughs) So welcome to the podcast. That was one of the best intros you'll ever hear in your life, I'd say. Um, you're welcome. Very welcome. What were we going to talk about? We we've already. Let me check my checklist. Uh, we checked off plastic bags that smell of fish. Correct. Potato bags. Correct. AIDS is in the air. Correct. Crap cocaine versus crack cocaine. Correct. Well, we're almost done already. We're only ten minutes in. We're off to a flyer. I'm also late. I woke up from a nap. This weather, it said it was 84 degrees today in LA, but I was cold, so I'm like, am I sick? Am I dying? What's happening here? Uh, Maybe it's that sober October. We all said, let's try and do soberish October. Sober October uh, quickly turned into soberish October. And I quickly turned into, eh, there's always next year. (laughs) There's always, ah, sure, there's always November. There's always November. There's always some other time. There's always well, it's not happening now. No shots, October. No, that's out the window. That's out the window too. That's out the window as well. That's not gonna. Oh no, we're slipping down the slope. Looks like we're just gonna be drunk till Christmas. Drunk till the new year. Drunk till little whims Christmas, and then we're good to go. How many days are we in? Sixteen days. Let me see how many. I'll count how many days I was boozing. One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> I just did the maths. Oh, Betsy. Oh, Betsy. Poor old Sober October. Whatever people were having bets on me surviving Sober October. 
Well, here's how you here's how you survive sober October. I realized this is all you have to do. Just lie <laughs> straight up. How's sober October going? Superb. Haven't drank now in sixteen days. Really? Yeah. You seem you seem run down like you got a cold. No, that's just in the air. You know, there's AIDS. it's AIDS weather, and people be like, oh, I heard about that. Yeah, don't forget to get your AIDS shot. He'd be like, what? Yeah, you get a shot of AIDS in your arm, and then then you're okay. They'd be like, oh, really? You're like, yeah, come on, man. Don't you know anything? Come on. <clears throat> They'd be like, wow, that's that's on me. I, I should have known that. And I'd be like, no, that's cool. That's cool. You don't know a lot of things. Um, so that's okay. It's not on me, really. That's That's on... I don't know what you don't know. What what a dumb sentence. But, oh, you could use that to get out of many things. Listen, look, if you ever get caught in a lie, just say this. I don't know what you don't know. And then just put your hands in the air. And you've won. There's no way you haven't won if you do that. Look, I don't know what you don't know. And that's on you. And the person will be so confused, you've gotten away with the lie. Wow, that's gold. Jesus, that's... Wow, people, we've hit gold. We should really retire. We should call it a night. I gotta go... All right, this is what I have to do in the next hour and a half. I have to go to the gym. Ten minutes walk, ten minutes back. That's handy. I gotta pack. I'm going to New York at 4 a.m. Gotta pack my bags. That's handy. I gotta send two emails. I gotta sign a contract and send an email. Don't have a printer. Handy, 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 handy. And I have to do one other thing. And it slipped me mind. Slipped me mind. <coughs> so, you know, I don't know what the weather was like, but, oh, I had such a good nap today. One of those naps that I woke up and I was like, where? It started off when it was bright and <coughs> I woke up when it was dark and I thought I was on another planet. That is a weird thing that my body does and it's not great but you know i think i'm on a lot of medication today because i woke up with some kind of flu because it's meant to be 84 degrees but it's also cold and you know me people i'm a weak weak man weak man so i will uh i will dance with the forces of weather and i will lose they will beat me in salsa and i'll be sniffing and taking vitamins are now up to 23 vitamins a day which seems healthy seems like i'm definitely not reliant on it and then I went and bought some NyQuil or DayQuil today, some other medicine, and then I took some shots, those stupid shots. This girl who has been sound was telling me what to get, so I was like, all right, I'll get that stuff. So I went out and got it, and then I got it from the wrong place, and uh, I bought like one of those healthy shots that's meant to burn the life out of your insides and make them feel better. But I went to stupid Ralph's convenience, and I bought a shot that was meant to be like it, but it was just all apple juice. What dirty whores they are. You want this immune boost system, and it's just apple juice. And you spend $3 on a, a mouthful of apple juice. And you're like, bastards, bastards, you fooled me. You fooled me. That's like when women are, when I'm at the bar, and women will pretend to like you just so you buy them a drink. And you're like, ah, she fooled me. She fooled me. This time, one time, this time. One time, uh... Um, I was at a bar And at the time I didn't piece together what happened 
But I, I'm pretty careful, no matter how boozed up I was. But I wasn't even boozed up. But I was at a bar, and I, I saw a girl and her friend talking. And then her friend moved over to be the other side of me. And then her friend fell into me. And then her, the girl spilt her drink. Afterwards, I realized there was no drink left. It was just all ice, but she spilt it into a, like a bushy kind of place that you couldn't see. But it looked like I pushed her and spilt her drink because her friend fell into me. But she was like, oh, my God, you just spilt my drink. And I was like, ah. Uh. She was like, are you going to buy a new one? And I was like, ah, oh, you fucker. Because I said that because I knew in my gut that I hadn't done what she said I did. But I was like, alright. And then she was flirting away. Flirting like mad. Flirting like a whore, as they call it. Bought her the drink. Gone. Disappeared. Disappeared. And then I went back outside. And my buddy was there and he's like, where'd you go? I was like, oh, I spilled that girl's drink. And then she was flirting with me and made me feel bad, so I bought another one. And he's like, you didn't spill that. It was empty. Her friend pushed you into her. And I was like, I knew it. I knew it. That's why I said fucker when I had to go. My gut. That's why you got to listen to your gut, people. You got to listen to the gut. Trust your first instinct. She's lying. And then the ego kicks in and says, no, she's beautiful. She wouldn't lie. She's into you. Don't be stupid. Why do I keep coming on the podcast and just rubbing my eyes? And it feels unreal. Have we said this before? Rubbing your eyes in the shower feels better than sex? Who out there? Next time you take a shower, go rub your eyes. Next time you have sex, compare the two. And be like, holy, holy Christ, he's done it again. People are like, you're having bad sex. No, it's just, it feels so good. Rubbing the eyes. And you can disappear into a vortex in your eyes. It all goes black. And you're in, a, you're in a new world. Where are you? You don't know. There's like a light show in your head. Your eyes are doing weird tricks. Feels like you're at a club of some sort. Highly, highly high-tech lighting design going on in your eyes. While rubbing your eyes, one of the best feelings in the world. Almost as good as uh, buying good new underwear. Two of the best feelings in the world. New underwear. Oh, any day of the week. New t-shirt too. Fair enough. Good call. Whoever threw that into the hat, that's a good call. New t-shirt, also very, very acceptable. Putting on a new t-shirt for the first time, better than meeting your born, newborn, your born child. Better than meeting your born child. Better than meeting your born or your dead child. Whichever you've done, I bet you're putting on a new t-shirt for the first time. Smelling that new baby t-shirt smell. Oh, Betsy. Get it on you. Get it on you. Maybe you have a little plastic bag. Maybe you want to reminisce that you're back in Ireland. Stick a bit of fish. Put a bit of tune in that bag. Stick it on your head. Now you're in for a good time. Now you're living on a Wednesday night. Now your Wednesday night's off to a flyer. You thought this hump day is beating me down. No, I got a solution. Go out there. Forget about your baby. Go out and buy a t-shirt. Buy some new underwear. Get into the shower. Rub your eyes. For the love of Christ, rub your eyes. Don't use any shampoo in the eyes, though. Come on now, people. 
this isn't a stupid idea. This is a clever idea. So don't put any shampoo in the eyes at all. You want to keep your eyes pristine. Um, I like the way my nose is continuing getting clogged up as I give this unbelievable advice. You go out there and you get some new underwear and you put it on and that underwear will last you a while. If you treat it right, if you treat it right, if you treat it right, which you must. Whatever, however you treat people, I couldn't care. Do not care. That's up to you. You do whatever you want. It's a free country. You do whatever you want. Pay the, pay the price. Pay the price. Pay the, pay the piper. It's your path to go down. But I swear to God, if I find you mistreating underwear, come have a word. Come step into my office. <laughs> come step into the bathroom and see what happens. Let's see what happens then. I want... I feel like I've had underwear that's lasted longer than marriages in West Hollywood. Marriages in West Hollywood last typically 18 months. <laughs> Not even two, 18 months. We're just going to use that now as a fact. There's the base. A marriage in West Hollywood lasts 18 months. I feel bad too that like women in West Hollywood must just be going, ah, the chances that my husband is a piece of shit who's going to leave me for someone younger is 95%. That must be comforting. Every morning to wake up, be like, is it today? Is it today? That's why they should go out and cheat. They should go out and cheat. Cheat away. Cheat away. A couple of married women looking to cheat with me recently. I said, no. Is it because I'm a nice guy? Yes. Also, no. Don't want any husbands coming to stab me. I must have told a story before about buddy in Ireland and this French couple started dancing with him in a nightclub and he was dancing with the woman and he just thought they were friends brother and sister maybe you know how those French are you know how those Frenchies are very affectionate and they invite him back to their hotel and it was actually a youth hostel and we were young at the time young I mean we were 18 probably 17, 18 were we sexually advanced? no would we ever become sexually advanced? Also, again, no. Did we think we knew what we were on about at the time? Yes. Did we know what we were on about sexually at the No. But he goes back to the youth hostel. Oh, yeah, it turned out to be a youth hostel hotel. And uh, he starts getting it on. It's a husband and wife. And the wife is a the wife is a cock, a voyeur, cock, whichever you want to call it. You want to be French, call it voyeur. You want to be American? Call it cock. Uh, cookie air. Cookie air. The cookie air. It's a great year for the cookie air. Cookie air. Whereas the voyok. Which one do you prefer? The voyok. I think a cookie air or voyok. Hmm. There, now there's a question for the listeners. Do you prefer the name? If you were a cock or a voyeur, would you prefer to be called a cookie air or a voyok? <laughs> Why does Vioc? Cocky air is too fancy, I feel. It's too fancy for us. I like Vioc. Oh, he's a Vioc. Yeah. All right. We've, all right. We all decided. That was good teamwork. I listened to your feedback. I was reading your messages as they came. Streaming in there now. Streaming in there now. Oh, there was a song in there. And we pulled back. Streaming in there now. We're streaming in there now. Let's look back at the feedback. Cocky or Vioc. The Kai, the Vioc. All right, the Vioc wins. Vioc wins. You know what wings if there's a, you know what wings if there's a, if there's a, if there's a jingle, it'll wing. Win and wing. 
Anyway, my buddy and the wife were getting it on, and he looks over, and the husband is just on the other bed. I think they had two two bunk beds, which is what you want really for a threesome. You want it to be in a hostel, and you want the room to have two bunk beds. Um, that's really what you want now, and that's that. That to me is a sexual situation. You know, they're probably really thin mattresses, crappy hospital sheets, just depressing, just stains on the wall. It's a nice place for a little threesome to happen. But it wasn't meant to be. It was meant to be the the husband's just going to watch. And my buddy and the the married woman were going to get get it on. And the, the husband was just going to be the cookie air or the voyok, whatever you prefer. Um... And then he looked over, and this is a while ago, so the dude was recording on, a, like, a recorder, like a VCR recorder. <laughs> and my buddy was drunk, though, or else he just didn't care. I don't know. I would have cared immensely. I would have been like, what are you doing? No, 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 this is not part of the, the agreement. And he, then he, the husband just came and joined in, and they were both, Dancing the dances, they say. One in the front, one in the rear. And we were like, what, really? Two guys, one girl. Not really the cup of tea that we were looking to drink, if you know what I mean there now, with that little analogy, metaphor, simile, whatever it was. An English man just write in and let me know the difference. We were like, uh, was it weird? Because it was obviously weird to us. Sexually suppressed... Is it suppressed or repressed? Oppressed. Who knows? The hot press. Um, sexually hot press country. Um, sexually hot press country. That's what Ireland is. Um, we were like, oh, so was it weird? And he was like, no, it wasn't too weird. It was weird when we touched thighs. And we were like, what? We were like, yeah, we started rubbing ties. Uh, uh, to be touching another man's ties. If you're not, if you're straight, if you think you're going with a woman. Anyway, the whole thing was a bit odd. Anyway, I completely forget why this cocky air story. Marriage in West Hollywood. The wife is going to be looking for a younger fella. The husband is going to be looking for a younger woman. That's one good thing about LA, not a day goes by without a guy asking me to sleep with his wife. And if you're listening to this and you're like, you're lying, you're lying, trust me, you fox, I'm not. I wish I was. But dear Lord, um, I'm not. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate with the AIDS weather in the air. You're rubbing your eyes. That's why rubbing my eyes in the shower is such joy. Because you're dealing with such gibberish. It's tough. It's it's a tough place. Like dating, I've realized in LA, it's a, it's a, it's a lot like a fairy tale. It's like uh, Goldilocks and the bowls of porridge. You just never know which one is going to have herpes. Uh, so you know, keep your eyes, keep your eyes peeled at all time. Is that a bump? Is that a mump? What's that there now? Is that a, what's going on here to dating? Do you want to? Uh, here's a balls. This is a. An oft unspoken topic in the dating world. If the girl you like, or if you're a girl and you're into guys, 
Wow, imagine if you'd go through all of that bullshit the whole time. All right, I'm speaking as a dude into girls. If I had to be like, if you're a guy into girls, or if you're a girl into guys, or if you're a girl into girls, or if you're a guy into guys, or if you're a girl into guys and girls, or if you're a guy who's into girls and guys, maybe you're a girl who's not into anyone. Maybe you're a guy who's not into anyone. Maybe you're a girl who's into everyone at all times. Maybe you're a guy who's into everyone at all times. Maybe you're a girl who's into having sex with inanimate objects. Maybe you're a guy who's into having sex with inanimate objects. Maybe you're a girl who's into fucking animals. Maybe you're a guy who's into fucking animals. Whatever, whatever you are, maybe you're a girl who's a pedophile. Maybe you're a guy who's a pedophile. Maybe you're a girl who's into having sex with dead bodies. Maybe you're a guy who's into having sex with dead bodies. Maybe you're a girl who's into having sex with ghosts. (laughs) Maybe you're a guy who's into having sex also with ghosts. Whatever you're into, this is not a place of judgment. You could be into anything. Maybe you're a girl who's into having sex online (laughs) maybe you're a guy who's into having sex online maybe you're a girl who's into having sex with her husband but thinking about other men maybe you're a guy who's into having sex with his wife but thinking about other men (laughs) whatever whatever yay whatever you are not my place to judge but here's my question what if the girl you like, her best friend, is an absolute idiot? What? That's disappointing. Very, very dis. That's a bridge too far, I feel. I had an ex before, best friend, did not like me. Sometimes she pretended to like me, but did not like me. Ultimately, did not work. I saw a girl recently, she's cool. But was she cool? Was I blinded by the lights of her pretending to be cool? Her being beautiful? If you're beautiful and you pretend to be cool and you pretend to be a laugh, but then you meet the best friend and they're obnoxious and awful and just horrendous, like really bad. Was I just being stupid? Is that what that was? Just stupidity haze strikes again? So that's a tough one. That's a tough one for all your situations. I don't know if it happens in every sexuality I just described earlier. Who knows? Perhaps indeed. Perhaps not. I might have left you out. Maybe you're in. Maybe you're a girl who's into having sex and thinking about their Uncle Tom. Maybe you're a guy who's into having sex but thinking about her Uncle Tom. You never know, really. It's all the, the sexuality is a wide spectrum. It's very fluid, as we just described. Very fluid. But it's a tough one. Best friends, best friends are hard to. Best friends and sisters that don't like you, all are hard to overcome. It's tough. It's a tough one. This girl told me that um, she told her friend. We hooked up and she told her friend after we hooked up, um, her friend picked her up (laughs) like a nice friend would. 
wouldn't be picking up any of my buddies. Um, told her, and when she said, when her friend asked, oh, who are you with? When she said it was me, she almost crashed her car right into a pole. She didn't total it, but, you know, it's a, it's a good reaction. The shock, the sheer disgust, the disgust of it all. Him? No. Bam. Hit the pole. The girl I was seeing, she went into, an, into a coma. I haven't spoke to her since. So, you know, be careful. That's why, that's why I'm a very secretive man. I'll keep secrets because you never know who's going to crash their car when they talk to you. <sighs> you never know what friend will be upset. <laughs> I got friends who, who are special people. I'd like to call them pricks. My buddy told me a good line the other day. Ah, I had some laugh the other night, actually. It was myself, my buddy Chris, Callan, and Craig. And me and Craig were laughing at Callan and Chris like no other. I don't know if you know Brian Callan, the comedian, but he's a hilarious man. The shit that comes out of his mouth is next level. He was doing something the other night called Man Dragon, and it was how he likes to destroy crowds when he's doing comedy. And he's like a dragon burning a village. And we were like, okay. And then he did a dragon impression. <laughs> and I can't remember laughing that much in a good while. And we laughed the whole time. But oh boy, was that a mental laugh. If you want to see the video, it's up on Crystal Lee's uh, Instagram. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. He drove off in his car and he screamed, I won that one. As in, he won the night. The night was his, and we had to give it to him. We had to, because it was a funny time. Um, but, oh yeah, earlier in the night, I was looking at my buddy Chris's shoes, and I was like, oh, they're good shoes. And then I saw his pants, and I said, oh, they're good pants. And this is how I knew he was a prick. This is how I knew. Confirmation. Confirmation of him confirming I'm a prick. I said, oh, they're good shoes. And I was like, oh, I like those pants as well. And then I looked up and he just smiling with his hands open. And he said, take it all in. <laughs> and I said, what did you just fucking say? And he gave a smile. And he said, take it all in. The whole outfit's good. And I said, you motherfucker. <laughs> You dirty prick. Because the whole outfit was good. And it was upsetting that he knew it. And that's what I like about pricks. I like when someone's a good prick. That now made me laugh. It arced me. I couldn't I couldn't give it to him, but I said, Oh, you're a fuck you, huh? You're a, you should throw out this whole outfit now. I tried to get him to throw it all out. I said, throw it out, you prick. Nobody wants this outfit. That's an example of a good prick. Take it all in. Oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Take it all in. How about will you go fuck yourself and throw that whole outfit out? Um, a bad prick. Later in the show, the show was busy. We were doing the show at Laugh Factory. This guy's recording. He's going out with a girl I know. And he's recording... Chris on stage, which is annoying as fuck. Take a picture, but just don't record it, and then post Instagram, and then keep recording, because you're just giving away the jokes, and that's how you make money in comedy. So if you're giving away for free, you're stealing. You're stealing. 
And Chris saw him. He's like, you got to stop. The dude was like, yeah, I did. He came out outside. He's like, yeah, man. I was just recording because I'm a big fan. He's like, you're not a big fan because if you were a big fan, you wouldn't do it. I've said it many a times. Don't do it. He's like, I listen to your podcast. He's like, yeah, then don't do it, you fucking prick. And the guy was like, well, well I just, I, you're misconstruing. He's like, I'm not misconstruing it. And the guy went away in a huff. Gimp of a dude too. Pure LA uh, poser gimp. And he does like, he shoots like he does, I don't know what he does, directing or some shit. And you're like, oh, imagine if we were recording the shit you shot and just posted online. And there's there's a giveaway for free. You don't need money, huh? Fuck, fuck money. Fuck us and fuck money. And then the dude wrote a big thing on Instagram. Oh, I'll never be his fan again. He was so rude to fans. And I was just recording because I'm a big fan. And he said, no, take it down. And I used to be a fan and I'll never be a fan. And then Chris just called him out online as the prick that he was. Not the good prick, not the take-it-all-in prick, but the, oh, this guy's actually a fucking prick. Um, and then his girlfriend hit me up and said, oh, please ask him to stop. It was all misconstrued. And I actually didn't know any of it was going on. Um, <clears throat> so I looked it up, and then I saw what the dude wrote, and it's all there in his own words. Nothing misconstrued. Just being a prick. And that's that's how you know someone's an actual prick. They can't take being called out for being a prick. I called Chris a prick for saying, take it all in. <laughs> take it all in. Oh, you dirty whore. He didn't get upset. This guy got upset for being called a prick. Because he couldn't accept the truth. And I suppose if you can accept the truth, then then you're golden. You won't be embarrassed in life. You won't feel... Do you know what's embarrassing? Have you ever had to ask someone for a favor recently? Oh, it's embarrassing. Hey, can I have a favor? The minute you do it, you're like, Hey, I'll be your bitch for life, okay? If you say yes, that makes me your bitch for life. I'll never be able to turn anything down. And that's how favors work. And it's very sad, and I wish it wasn't true. But there we go. We all hate it. I hated it with some passion. Some passion. People are weird too. Like that dude got very upset. The prick. <clears throat> I had a guy on Instagram recently. He asked uh, if we could be friends. Just hit me up. Hey man, I'd love to be friends. And I just said no. <laughs> Never met the dude. He wasn't even following me. I just said no. And in response, he sent me a dick pic. And I said, what the fuck is this? Ah, Some people just make you go, ah, I don't know what's happening. <clears throat> Like the other day too, I walked, I was at Laugh Factory at a show, and I have a bathroom upstairs, and the door was half open, the light was on. Anytime I've been there, that means there's no one in the bathroom. It's a one-person bathroom. Uh, so I walk in, and there's a guy in there, pants around his ankle, taking a dump, sitting on the toilet bowl. As you do when you're taking a dump, you know how dumping works, people. You don't need me to explain it. Um, and he just goes... Uh, he was like, excuse me, do you mind? And I was like, oh, shit, sorry. And walked back out and just waited outside. And then he came out and he looked at me and he was like, ain't no homosexual. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Why didn't you lock the door? You're not, you're not at home. I'll still lock the door when I'm at home. That's how, that's how polite I am. If I'm at home alone, I'll lock the door. No need for the door open. 
What is this? A hippie commune? I ain't no homosexual. Cool. Should have closed the door in his face. Blames me like I'm the weirdo. Maybe that's why I'm bad at dating. When I was like, I remember the first girl I asked out when I was about 10. We're at a hotel on a holiday, family holiday. I mean, I made friends with this guy. Not a guy. He wasn't a man. I was a young boy. I was about 10. Made a friends with another 10-year-old. His sister was probably 12, maybe 13. Uh, I was like, I got some urges. Who knows what those urges are when you're that age? Not me. But I was like, oh, I want to hang out with her more. And then there was some disco on for 10-year-olds. And I was like, she should come to the disco. She should come dancing with me. Come on, come dancing with me. And I should, my friend, my guy, the friend at the time, my guy, <laughs> the man I was friends with, the 43-year-old man I was friends with, um, was like, yeah, she's up in the room. You should go up and ask her. So I went up and asked her. I knocked on the door, and she was... She might have been 15. The gap was too too big. It was too big a gap. Uh, and I said, hey, hey, Samantha, you want to come dancing in the disco bumper to bumper? Wait a minute. Where's me jumper? She said, what? And I said, you should come down to the disco. She said, no. And I was like, come on. She's like, no. And she shut the door with full force. And my fingers, because I was doing that pose where you lean on the door. You know how your cool people lean on the door and they're like, yo, what's up? But I was 10. And I wanted the girl to come dancing with me. And uh, she slammed the door fully and the door fully closed. It wasn't that my fingers broke. The door bounced and opened up. She managed to such velocity. The door was a heavy door and it slammed shut. And my fingers broke. Two fingers, fully smashed, fully flat as a pancake. I screamed, I passed out. I think I woke up in a bed and I tried to sleep and I couldn't. The pain, the pain, the pain. Ruined the holiday for the family, you know. Never have I asked a girl out again. Never will I dance again. Oh, I'm never going to dance again. Got no rhythm. I'm never going to dance again. The way I danced before I was ten. That's why now I'll never dance again. People ask me all the time, how can you won't dance again? And even though she ghosted me, I didn't see her. I never saw her again. Never saw her again. We lived in a small town. We, st- we were staying in a hotel, and I, I saw her at the at the buffet, and I said, hey, Samantha, how's it going? And I was like, look, do you like men who are injured? She wouldn't even talk to me. She ghosted me. She wouldn't even look at me. Wouldn't even look at me, and I tried to dance. I danced one more time. I said... And I said to my friend, I said, hey, hey, Shawnee, Shawnee, play, play, some, play some George Michael. I'm going to dance for your sister. And he said, okay. And I stood up in the dining room table and I danced. I smoothly danced. And I said, okay, I'll dance this one more time for you. These guilty feet have got some rhythm. Yeah, I want a little dance for you because I'm only 10. And uh, I didn't realize that she had walked out the room as I was climbing onto the dining room table. And my family got banned from that hotel. All right, people. I feel like that's the perfect note to end the show on. Thank you for coming. Jesus, we did 44 minutes. All right, I'm late. Hit me up on Instagram, at the Marquez, Twitter, at Trickadoo. If you're in L.A., come to a show, Laugh Factory, every Wednesday, Friday. I'm going to be in New York tomorrow, Thursday, until Wednesday, playing at Caroline's and Broadway with Michael Rappaport. 
and I got a show to stand to next Tuesday. Come out, my headlining, it'll be dancing. All right, Chuck, go on, go on, good duck, good duck. Go on, you lord of cuckoos and barks. Good duck, good duck, good duck, good duck, good duck, good duck.